Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You cannot have Abyss as any choice for anything, by the way. Worst wrestler. Worse than Baron Corbin. Absolutely. I would take Baron Corbin over Abyss 11 times out of 10. I know, but if the list was name the six worst wrestlers. I would, I, I mean, I would want to I'm just, say Abyss. I'm just saying. Like, I would want all three of my choices to be Abyss, but I would have to go with others. But Abyss would be the first one. You would go first on that one, and you would take Abyss just to make Probably. Me... Oh, God, you would, wouldn't you? Oh, Phoenix! <laughs> hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always Use your head. I mean, you're just going to replace me. Shut up! Rhythm Morales, the biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere. Why do I have to have a buzzer? And Greg DeMarco. You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. And I love you, Greg. You guys know how to party. You're welcome! Are live. It is a Tuesday night as we record this, Tuesday, July the 26th. This episode, this edition of the Greg DeMarco Show. My name is Greg DeMarco. Follow me at Chairshot Greg. His name is Patrick O'Dowd. He is the wrestling realist. You can follow him at Wrestling Realist. You know the drill. That's W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. There's no I in wrestling. There's no I in realist, but there is one in Patrick, and there is one and friend for the best friend for the wrestling realist for Patrick O'Dowd. There's not one in bandwagon nerds either. So I couldn't even go that route. Like there's not a lot of no, eyes and a lot of things. No, not, no, not why though? That was random. That was, that's how the words work. It's stupid. Change them. We change everything in this, 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 this world right now. I was mentioning, um, to you off air before I started recording about the wife and I going to see a stand-up comedian. And he had a great line about, he was just talking about just like little kids and boys and girls and whatever. And then, Oh, because his daughter like runs around the grocery store, just pointing at men and being like, he has a penis. He has a penis. She doesn't, she's a vulva. It was penis and vulva. And then, Oh, 
And then he was trying to explain to his daughter, he's like, you can't do that. And she's like, but she does. And then, and then it right at the rent of it, he nails it. I don't know, they're changing it. So it was pretty, uh, pretty damn funny to people. No matter how you felt about that topic, it, it, the joke landed pretty well. So it was a, it was a good one. He was actually really, really good. We went to the comedy because we went on our anniversary and who we saw stunk. We didn't like it at all. Oh. So this was like redeeming. Sorry, comedy. sorry to hear that. So this was like redeeming stand up comedy for, for oh, the family, nice. um, or at least for the wife and I. We had a good time. So, good. yeah, busy weekend of random I mean, stuff. Had a dinner out Sunday, and, and uh, yeah, with some people I can't name on air. It was, it was, um, yeah, it was, yeah, good. It, was it was hot as balls. Well, yeah, out here in the Massachusetts. So I, I uh, stayed in the air conditioning. It's cooled and off it's here. It's only in the nineties this week because it's been raining. It's raining. I love that nature decided to give us all a reprieve. It was like, everybody work on your lawns on Tuesday. It's gorgeous today. It's like, like, we turn the air conditioning off, open up the windows for like a day. Tomorrow, back to like 95 and humid. I'm not opening the windows until October, November. So it's okay. You you all talk about, well, it's a dry heat shit. Like, I'm sure that's true. Um, It's true, but it doesn't matter. When you're hitting... When you yeah. go like above 120 110, is 120. Yeah. Yeah. Once you go above 110, 111, dry heat, not dry heat, it doesn't matter. It's hot. It's really, really hot. Yes. So yeah, it can it can be a thing. So by the way, this show is part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can hear over at thechairshot.com. 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 Always use your head. Visit that for all of your favorite wrestling reviews, opinions, analysis, so much more. Plus all these damn good podcasts like, well, this one, like the Bandwagon Nerds, like so many more. Head on over to chairshot.com. Give them a listen, like, subscribe, leave a five-star review. Maybe you're listening elsewhere like the iTunes, the Spotify, the iHeart, the Google Play, whatever it is. Wherever you are, you can do the like, subscribe, five-star review. Turn on the little bell. Hit the notifications. It all helps everybody. So it is something that we really appreciate you guys doing. No matter what effort you make, no matter how you promote it, no matter how, whatever you do, you are taking one very specific action. Acknowledge me. And we appreciate your acknowledgement of us when you do that. We're going to jump right in because, well, you know, a lot's happened in the past two weeks since we last podcasted. Last week, the wife was out of town. a little bit of news. Wife was out of town, and so I had to, um, you know, be the chauffeur and was not able to record. Last Tuesday night, yeah, dude. And then then things that were happened then changed. So a month ago or so, we had a podcast where I – where we were talking about Vince McMahon – Stepping aside and, and, right. and, and Stephanie McMahon stepping down as CEO and, and chairperson. Stephanie McMahon coming in as, you know, interim chairwoman and all of that business. Um, and I said something when that happened a month, over a month ago. I said this was the end, that Vince was going to be done, that he was doing this out of control because he was making, because it would be his call that he would retire. Um, that no one would force him out and that he was going to put his daughter in position on the way out. And I mean, I don't want to say I told you, actually, I do want to say I told you so. Um, but I pretty much nailed the whole thing. 
Yeah, I mean, wasn't really that hard to figure out. Honestly, like this isn't an atypical direction taken by people right. under similar circumstances. They don't always like, put their daughter in position, but yeah. Right. But like getting, getting out under your own terms and saving yourself some level, like everybody knows why you're leaving, but you yeah. at least, you at least have some shred of your dignity to hang on to as you, you know, say that you're retiring. Um, right. In the most, like it was a retirement tweet, but it was like the weirdest retirement tweet ever. Oh, it was hasty. But, like, yes, it was like, I, I don't know. It's like he rage quit wrestling. Like, he's just like, I'm out. Well, I think and, it was very much like, look, this stuff's about to come out and stuff has since come out. They were just like, right. either you retire or we're going to have to do X, Y, and Z by next week. And right. and of course I mean, he does it at 4 o'clock on Friday. million dollars is kind of a yeah. big deal. Especially when it was unaccounted for. So now there's accounting issues mm-hmm. and they have to restate financial statements and he's losing certain things that he wasn't fully vested in. Like people are like, he still owns the company. Like I have a feeling he doesn't even really like, and, and nah, I think in the past it's been revealed that like the, it was non-voting in terms of the own, like stock options that WWE has anyway. So, um, really the only ownership he has is he can either cash him out or if the company gets sold, he's going to make more money. But that's, that's, I mean, that's just how things work in business and capitalism. Um, but I, he's a control freak. He's always been a control freak. He was going to control this right. in any way that he could. And the board was going to give him that because the board exists and the company exists all because of him. This world of wrestling exists because of him. You know, and, and that's it's, that's a hard pill, I think, for some people right now because they they despise the actions and they but, – but the human being, like, Literally 99% of what we talk about is traceable back to Vince McMahon. Right. And, you know, again, it's a, it's a different form of never meeting your heroes. It really is. I I mean, it's, it's comparable to a lot of other, like that whole art versus the artist thing. Uh, And maybe this is just me making an excuse. So social media, if you want to say I'm making an excuse, uh, maybe I'm making an excuse. Like you can like, you can like the joy that that person brought you as a kid and still think the person is despicable. Yeah. Like, and what, and you know, what, what has happened or, or feel like the, like I've, I've always been like, even before this happened, like people would be like, well, you know, about Vince McMahon. You know, I was like, yeah, you know, like he covered up murders maybe, um, probably he, you know, he was definitely not discouraging the use of steroids when it was under a microscope. Yeah, no, pretty, no, no. Pretty sure that was true. Um, and for some reason, I'm oddly comfortable with it in a way that I'm not comfortable with certain other performers that people would argue, oh, brought me joy or whatever. Uh, but I feel like because I was a child, it it hits different. And it, and it did foster a, a love of of this industry that 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 his creation is responsible for like rock and wrestling was was you know and and for me and the awa like those were the two and rock and wrestling was the one that really made it mainstream okay and made it fine to watch on saturday mornings and 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 people be like cool with it and then you know monday night wars made it cool when you were older 
to to watch it and, and it not be stigmatizing. So it just has a different feel than I, you know, Chris Benoit to to be blunt. Yes, yeah, no, I get it, and 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 I, you know, Chris Benoit was for a long time like my favorite wrestler. So that's tough, right? right? And I can't really. I wa- I remember what it was WrestleMania 21. I watched, and of course, he was in the first ever Money in the Bank ladder match. It was not easy. It was not an easy watch at all. I can't. I can't watch 20. Or yeah. I can't watch the end of 20. Yeah. Like I can't. I can like. I can watch up to a certain point on 20, and then I'm just like, I can't. Like I, this is it. Yeah, it's um, tough. It's definitely tough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, and especially because you know some people will say that Vince ruined wrestling and by taking it national, destroyed the territories, destroyed everything. And I can tell you, and they think it would still be better if everything was like territories because individuals were making more money because of a lot of different reasons. Um, but, but wrestling would not have survived being regionalized in this day no. and age. Like it just would not have Especially, survived. It would have like you look out. at how resistant, you look how resistant the territory old guard was to even just the idea of like television and cable beyond their little neck of the woods. Like Vince, Vince made professional wrestling what it is today. Um, You know, by laying the foundation of going national and I, you know, you, I, I will respect that forever and I will appreciate that while also in the same breath being like he was a terrible human being and did a lot of horrible things and i don't want to be like him or want my kid to be like him right but i like the product yeah oh yeah definitely i um couple things before i get to the second part of what you said i want to focus on the first part i if vince did not take this thing national most of it would have died off. There would be a couple pockets where those regions still worked out. But like, look at college football. Years ago, you right. would see like one or two games on television nationally, and everything else was regional. Baseball still regional, and it's it's you know not really America's pastime anymore. Well, it is, but it's no, in the past pastime, and because it's failed to really launch on a national scale, save for a few teams. Um, and those teams have to be major markets where people move to from other markets. Wrestling would not have survived that. There would have been little pockets of space. I would not be able to do what I do in wrestling today if Vince had not gone. Like I would not because because this territory, Arizona, would have died out because this area is mostly transplants from other other right. regions of the country. And, and without the WWE frame of reference, it would have been hard to build a wrestling promotion and someone say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Someone can look at now and be like, that's like what I see on television. At the minimum, someone can see our marketing and be like, that's like what I want, what I see on television. Let's go do that. Without that WWE frame of reference, we would never draw enough people to stay in business. So that's just the, the, the cold hard truth about it. And so anyone who says it was better back then, 
it, maybe it had it would it was better back then, but back then would not have survived today, save for a few pockets. Maybe it would still be great in Memphis. Who knows? But you know, it just would not have wouldn't have worked and and on that scale because what is really regionally successful right now in our country? Unless it's a regional version of a national thing. Like nothing is really regionally successful. Right, right. You know? No, I like I'm sure there's some like, you know, you know, I, I don't even know like what's regionally successful. Like even sports have just grown. I mean, we're nationalizing right. college football conferences as we speak. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's it's college football. The Big football Ten, the like big the ten today, the Big Ten today bragged about yeah. being in all three major national markets yeah. now. Because and basically said they're not necessarily done. New York. What's that? And basically said they're not necessarily they're done. done. Uh they're done for now. Two years from now, probably when yeah, unless they can get Notre like Dame. Of course. If they if they can get Notre Dame, they'll take Notre Dame. But um but yeah, I mean they talked about it. they're like we're we're now in Los Angeles, New York, and Chicago. um yeah. the Midwest, Chicago. How are they so, really in New York though? I mean because Ru- Rutgers, Rutgers is just cat Rutgers. Um yeah, I mean I think they argue the East Coast because they got Maryland. Um yeah. and say like the, the I mean, you can't deny that they're not a coast to coast. Oh, they are. And here's the thing. thing about the Big Ten um, and the Big Twelve that I've always thought because I've always been in favor of Big Twelve or the SEC. Big Big Twelve. Um, in name, they're not regional. Big Ten has no geographic element to its name. Not anymore. The name. No, never no, did. yeah, you're right. the name never did. In right. the Big Twelve. SPEC pack has Pacific in it. ACC has Atlantic in it. SEC has Southeast, Southeast. in it. Like yeah. these conferences were named as such to where and then the big 12 was born out of others, but the, the way they were named, it just, you know, I saw this coming, you know, as a young person, like it just, just made sense to me. Um, but I always think and, and see things differently when it comes to this. Um, but that's the thing. Like it never would have survived regionally. So Vince McMahon, did um, essentially save that and and made it what it is today, and we would not have what we have. Because um, even if you're like, well, I've always liked Japanese wrestling. Well, because of the success of wrestling in America, they've wanted to market to you. So it's right, right, right. Um, they would have been fine and happy just living off in Japan, and you would have had to tape trade, and and it just never would like you as an individual fan, you listener fan, would have been able to find what you wanted, but it would not it'd still be an underground thing. Like it would not have achieved right. any level. I just, I just think it's fair to argue that 90 some percent of wrestling fans today, no matter what you watch now started it by watching the WWE Oh yeah, or absolutely. the WWF. Like, and the same percentage of the wrestlers started that way. Right. Cause I don't believe you. If you're like, Oh no, I watched ECW as a kid. Bullshit. Couldn't find ECW anywhere for the longest time as a kid. I know because that was the tape trading stuff that was going on when I was in college. Well, and it is possible that someone was turned on to ECW Reg- by a friend. But right, that's that's how I learned about it. Though was I didn't learn about it. Like I didn't know I wasn't raised on ECW. Like that wasn't my first. Like I will agree that back in the territory days, like I think you've talked about it, the Crockets. Um, and WCW and the NWA wrestling, uh, whether it's mid Atlantic or, or whatever, like that, that was a legit thing in the late seventies, early eighties. But by the time I was like my first professional wrestling, my favorite professional wrestling memory to talk about as a kid 
Talked about it here all the time. My favorite Hulk Hogan feud. Who was it? I don't hear Paul Orndorff. No, Savage. Hogan oh, okay. and Savage. Oh, yeah. That yeah, was yeah, it. Right. Hogan and Savage. Best, best year long story told in WWE history, in my opinion. And it's true. And it's absolutely true. And even that involved like tossing somebody's wife on the ground. Like literally, right. things are always bad. And that's where I want to get with Vince McMahon. Like, and and I have I have it easier to separate art from artist or whatever than most people do. I had a conversation off air two weeks ago before we recorded the hashtag Miranda show with Miranda Morales. Happy birthday, by the way, Miranda Morales. Um it was and, and she said something very profound that I think more people need to hear and understand. And it's hard um, for many people to accept, but it's the absolute truth. We are all pieces of shit in some way, shape, or form. None of us are perfect. Whether it's thought, whether it's action, there are things that go on in our heads that if anyone from our significant other to anyone else heard, they would cancel us immediately. There are things said in car rides across the George Washington Bridge in New York that if people ever heard, um, would, 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 would never want to listen to our voices again. Um, no idea what you're talking about. Be it Mickey James or baby Jesus, who knows, but, um, well, you're just going to try to bring that as far as you can. I'm going to bring it right to the brink There you go, and then pull it back. Um, but, but that's just the thing. Like we're, we're all, we all fall into that category. And that's why I love when I see people tweet and talk about what other people have done. I'm like, you can only do that because you know, nobody knows about your shit. And, and that's why, and, and the latest one has been Austin theory. Somebody commented today, like, you know, guy's such a great heel or whatever. Like, yeah, well, he talked to some young girl and I'm like, do you know what really happened? And, and they're like, oh, I didn't realize that. Like, it's just because you don't want to know. Right. You just want to assume what you heard was was true and not know the resolution because the resolution didn't get the publicity that the issues did, which is how things usually go because the issues drive more clicks than the resolution. And that's what this is all about is the click, 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 because that equals money. Um. So so while it doesn't can make it okay what he did, to me, it does somewhat make it human. Now, he was in power. And, and they often, you know, you always hear that phrase, absolute power corrupts absolutely. But power in general leads to problems for many, 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 many people. On, on this week's edition of 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, Eric Bischoff talked about how Congress literally has a fund to pay people off so that the bad things politicians do don't get out there. So that's basically what Vince McMahon did. And, and, and right. it was found out through company. Cause I like it. Cause some people, and, and I laugh when I see that some people are like, well, is how come nobody's afraid? You know, why is nobody mad that four women violated the NDAs they signed? I'm like, cause I don't think it came from the women. I actually think it came from financial research. Um, but th- there is that element of it, well, but everybody would applaud. Even, even the, so. even the initial, even the initial wall street journal report wasn't, wasn't yeah. from the person who was no. paid. It was from a friend who he sent yeah. an email. So yeah, exactly. Like it all comes like, in different ways. But like, yeah, you know, look at look at all the John Gruden stuff from from last year in, in the NFL right. and all the emails and the emails still haven't come out because I guarantee you it would be damning to like half the league if not more. Like that's just because sure. people are innately bad. People have bad thoughts because they're influenced. They see things and and they see things all over the place, whether it be fiction, whether it be fact, and it just creeps into their brain. And, and things are there. So, so we have, 
innately good and innately bad. And those things oftentimes clash, but literally no one is perfect. And if you find someone who is absolutely perfect, stay the hell away from them because you'll probably screw them up. So just, just leave them alone if they're perfect because, because you'll mess them up. Um, we're all pieces of shit. We're just different degrees of it. And, and I think we would all be mortified and terrified if all of our stuff was going to come out someday, like we really would be. And, and that's just, just a fact of life. Um, but you know, for Vince, some of his stuff came out and that tends to happen when, when you're in that position of power and position of authority and, and that's what took him down. You know, we talked about it before OJ went to jail for, for tax evasion. I think Barry Bonds right. went to jail because of tax reasons too, right? Not because of steroid use, not because OJ killed people. Right. OJ wrote a freaking book yep. that was like, I didn't do the murders, but if I did, here's how I would have done it. Like, here's how I would have done it. Literally. If I did it. If I did it, but I didn't. But if I had, here's how I would have done it. Um, right. And after getting acquitted, like there's so many issues. Like Deshaun Watson, like the whole Deshaun Watson thing, I'm just <laughs> like – um there are places on every corner here in Phoenix where you can go get that done and, and, and they're paying for it. And I probably, they probably service athletes all the time. And, and honestly, those situations were probably fully consensual with what was happening with Deshaun Jackson and, or Deshaun Watson. And, Watson. and it's just, because don't be besmirching Deshaun Jackson. The good goddamn name of Deshaun Jackson. But it's just like it, it may not have been as bad, but then people are like, we can get money out of it. And that's part of the problem is people put themselves in a situation because every all those cases except for four have been settled because it was financial. Yep. I mean, he didn't want to settle because he was like guilty and he was probably thinking because I went there and this was a, on the table and I went for it. And who knows? And I just don't, you know, on the table, right? But I'm, because he was getting a massage. But it's, that's just, you know, seedy underbelly of things, but it's also seedy reality of things. And, 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 and we don't know these relationships that Vince paid off could have very, probably were somewhat consensual, if not fully consensual. Now, there are other allegations that are definitely not consensual that are coming out about him. Right. Um, yep. Don't know if those included NDAs or anything. Hell, there's one that because of the year involved, you can narrow it down to two people. So it, it's and that that stinks. But because those two people have have had their names outed, because you can narrow it down to two people. Hell, the the part the initial person in in question had had their name outed in all of this, even though it's supposed to be protected. So it's all bad. It's all bad all around. We're all bad. We're all terrible. But here's the thing. He's gone now. He's out. He's retired. He's People are like, he's still secretly helping. There is a transition in place that he's helping with. That has been – that's normal. If Stephanie or, or Triple H had a question, I'm sure they could ask him for his opinion, and and that would be normal. But in, he's not there. He's out because he has to be out. Um, and if they found that he wasn't out, like it would be bad. Rob, Rob Feinstein, like when he got rid of Ring of Honor and then it came out later that he was still a little bit involved – that was a really terrible thing. And, and, and then he ended up having to be out, out. So it's really hard to, it, it, especially in this day and age, he's out as hard as it right. is for him as whatever he's yeah, out. And, and, and I think, I think you, you know, you hit on a thing. I think it's just hard for us to think of the WWE operating with out Vince McMahon. Like, I think that's why, those reports 
yeah. exist. You're right. Because because we can't wrap our brain around the idea that this guy who has been like this is not a secret. The man has been in charge. Like there there's no like he's the, he was the decision maker. He was like he was it. The buck stopped there. It always stopped there. Um there was never a lot of latitude. And so so we we can't we because we haven't seen that world really struggle to right. imagine that that is the reality that we are in now it's just hard to reconcile yeah no i it's 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 he vince mcmahon the person not mr mcmahon the character vince mcmahon the person for the past 38 years has been the most compelling character in professional wrestling there has been more said about Vince McMahon. There has been more articles written about Vince McMahon. There have been more clicks dedicated to Vince McMahon than any other person in all of professional wrestling over the past 38 years. And that's the WrestleMania era is, is what that is when I talk about 38 years. He's literally a top five in terms of moving the needle of people in wrestling right. history. Like Hogan, Cena, Austin, Rock, McMahon. Probably more so than Flair because so much of Flair was in the NWA, which was regional. And when they tried to go outside of the region, it did not do well. Um, but Flair was so great, he transcended that. So, but that's the thing. Like, you're, you're right. He's always been there. And everything is always, the buck has always stopped there. So even when something wasn't Vince's fault, it was Vince's fault. Even when something wasn't Vince's great job, it was Vince's great job. Like, it always went back to Vince, even though... It's so hard. Like you'll you'll hear if you listen to something to wrestle with, Conrad's like, whose idea was this? And Bruce is like, I don't know, because it was always a collaboration. But at the end of the day, Vince had to be like yes or no. And right. and, and that's the thing. Like very few things in wrestling come out of the brain of one person. Um and then if you listen to this week's edition, 83 weeks, you realize Conrad finally understands that as he talks about idea generation and all that kind of stuff with with Eric Bischoff. Um Right. It's a good listen. I, I would listen that was a good first, episode. I, listen to the I, first I, I hour, then you can turn it off when it just became a forty-five minute preview for Rick Flair's last match. But um, that wasn't that long. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was close to long. it. It, it was, was long. that plus them talking about it, plus the audio right. version of the episode. Yeah, it was. I was just like, oh, that's why this is so weird this week. But the actual part about Vince was a very good discussion and and one that I enjoyed. Um, but it always got attributed to him. It always came back to him. And it was easy. He was an easy target for that reason because we just knew some way, shape, or form, whatever we're seeing went through Vince at some point. And, yep. and so that was an easy thing to talk about, an easy thing to say. But now he's not there anymore. He's gone. And now it's not him. And so what we're going to do is take a break and we're going to talk about who it is now because it ain't Vince anymore. And we are lucky enough to live in a lifetime where we get to see it. Again, our generation, Patrick O'Dowd, will literally have gone down as seeing more shit than anybody um, inside of wrestling and outside of wrestling. Like, we've seen so much history, so much change, and now we're, we're on the historical sense and wrestling-wise, we're living in a post-Vince McMahon world that most of us thought we would never see. And we're going to talk about that post-Vince McMahon world on the other side of this break. While we go to break, we encourage you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shop. Pick up one of those beautiful chair shot t-shirts. We got shirts for the podcast, shirts for the personalities, shirts for the slogans, shirts for the shirts. We got everything that you could possibly imagine. We got them. Um, if, if you want sleeves, you don't want sleeves. We got that. You want to throw a hood at it. We got that too. And of course, 
You can get it in soft style. Be nice and comfy cozy as well. Do that over at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. That supports everything that we do here at the chairshot.com and the chair shot radio network. Not just a website. We're a movement. Movements aren't free. So do support us. And, and, and we don't ask you just to hand over some cash. Nope. We say buy a shirt, get something in return and it supports us too. So, uh, these commercials support us a little bit too. So let's go to break. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. So now Patrick O'Dowd, Vince is gone. And Stephanie McMahon is co-CEO along with Nick Khan. And Nick Khan doesn't know shit about creative. So we're not going to talk about that. Like, like people have always, you know, tried to blame Nick Khan for the people who got cut. He didn't know who they were. Like he literally right. is, is. Does he, does he get, does he get credit for, for seeing Vince out the door? I've seen some reports about that, that Nick Khan might have something to do with it. I doubt it. But if someone, if they were going to use anyone to get rid of Vince, they would have used Nick Khan. When right. those cuts happened over the past few years, Nick Khan said, we got to cut this much money. And then Vince and Bruce and Triple H and Stephanie and whoever figured out who that money came from. And that's how they did that. So um, so you can't really blame Nick Khan for it. The only Khan you can really blame for anything in wrestling is Tony Khan. But now it's Triple H and now it's Stephanie McMahon. And Triple H was revealed originally on Friday of last week. He's now executive vice president of talent relations. Now he's also head of creative, which means at some point he'll have some other big title that that is, that is all all there. And I am very excited about this because you know I love me some Triple H. Um, I love yep. me some NXT Black and Gold. I don't think we're going to be the Black and Gold, but we'll talk about that. But now Triple H is the guy in charge, good, bad, or otherwise. Triple H is the guy in charge. So Patrick O'Dowd. When this came out on Monday, that, that Triple H was the guy in charge. What did you What did you think? And then we'll take it from there. Uh, well, I tweeted. Um, where I'm going to read it to you. What? Uh, something along the lines of, um, oh, remember when uh, Triple H was being shown the door and never coming back, according to the IWC? Oh yeah. LOL. He was. He was out. He was out. He was gone forever. Uh, I even fantasy I was, booked it in my own head how he was gone forever. He was out. I had right, it because yeah, yeah, he, he had connections to places like Full Sail. Like I literally was like he could put on right. his own company. And I think secretly. Oh I yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, so. I remember here. Yeah, I remember that conversation. Probably on air. But uh, and then I also and and then the other thought that I had was uh, so many people think that the WWE is somehow going to morph into being the work rate show they've been dreaming about. And while I do think it'll uh, change a little bit, I don't think it's going to become, it's, it's, it's not going to be what you think it's going to be. No. Necessarily. I think it will. Yes. I think that there will, you will see some shifts. You will see his, I think, and I'm sure you're going to already talk about it um, because I, I, even I watched, more raw this week than ever in a long time. Like I watched most of the show. I missed like the main event and still felt like the product I know, Yeah. Uh, you know, outside of being like, damn, they really tore into theory to start the show. 
Uh, that would also anyway, though. But but here's the thing is, they also because people were like, Theory got buried. I was like, Theory was on your television for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Tell and me how that's buried. His character's supposed to get buried. And he did the chicken shit heel thing. Yeah. When when uh, when Seamus and his boys showed up and did like he like got a couple. It was it reminded me of that dude at the bar fight mm-hmm. who like stands outside, gets like one punch in, and then like runs away. And yeah. then like sort of watches it. Like that was what he did. That's his it was, character. It was his character. But you know, keep telling me he's buried uh, when he becomes your world champion, uh, or at least one of your two world champions, because Roman ain't losing one of your two. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, the whole thing, like, I was just, like, seeing those, because re- I saw those reactions before I watched it, Then I and I knew, I was like, no, this guy is going to look like a million bucks, and he did look like a million bucks, because you're supposed to hate him, and you do, he's supposed to be a chicken shit, and he is, he wheeled his way in, and, and, and the whole deal, and it ended with a double super kick, like, it was just perfect, like, it seemed like he'd escaped, and he was okay, and whatever, and then it ended with double super kick, and the exclamation point by Roman Reigns, and and then we, we took off from there. Um, and even the fight between the Miz and Logan Paul before that, that literally opened Raw right. with them fighting in the ring. Like that's happened a time or two before in the 30 plus year history right. of Raw. I, I actually I did miss that part. I did miss that part. It was good. Um I caught it on the recap. Yeah, when well, they recapped it like three times, but it's exactly. it was different and it was entertaining and it was fine. Um but but there were differences, like when you looked like and there's two different levels of differences. And and the first level, I think, is actually more important, so I should save it for last, but I'm not going to. The talent was just different. Like, yeah. the stress level of Vince McMahon, and more has already come out about his backstage behavior, and more is going to continue to come out about his backstage behavior in the coming yeah. weeks. Because people feel safe now. Because people, people are safe, safe to talk now. about. Exactly. Right. Which, again, proves that he's not really there. <laughs> like... The, how right. comfortable people are talking about these things. To me, the talent felt less restricted and felt like they, they, they could do more because it wasn't so you've got to do this at this time. Like, like Bruce Pritchard has talked about it. Like promos went from like, here's what you got to do and do it to like, wait, hold the pencil like this. And no, you picked it up at the wrong word. Like it, it became too much for, for them in his opinion. Um, I think some people still need that, but not everybody does. And, and you could tell the talent was, more relaxed and I think it led to a better just the overall quality of things was better from there from a backstage promo by Alexa Bliss was the best thing I've seen from her since she was like the female version of the fiend and that wasn't that long ago but still like it was right. like okay here we go and 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 just you know Roman's promo like like everything like he he ad-libbed so much like when the crowd started chanting who's your daddy and he was like oh you'll see who his daddy is if he keeps on right. here, I'll be in just little things like that. But the line about daddy's gone now, like that was just brilliant. Like, like, you mean, so, the, you mean the line about, you mean the line about Johnny Gargano? God, that was so stupid that, that Dave Meltzer said that, like, how, like that right there. I, right. If, That's if, the easiest dunk on moment ever. Like, like I literally, if you don't cancel your subscription by that point, you're just an idiot because. Oh, oh no. He, he, I will say this. I, I got to check. I know. I know he's blocked you, so you can't see his tweets. Uh, I can't tell <laughs> too. I, I, I did well, and I didn't look to see if it was him or if it was a fake him. But there was a tweet today that was like, "Oh, that went right over my head. I can't believe I missed that. Shame on me." I'm like, "That's I." You know, it's one of those things you glance, you don't see the blue check mark or whatever. Right. So you're like, "It really, Dave?" And I'm like, 
I don't know if that's really Dave. I don't think he has a blue check mark. What? I don't think he has a blue well, check mark. Well, or the whatever his handle is. Like yeah. his handle. Well, yeah, because there's so many fake ones Dave. that are that are good. That it, yeah, it's just dumb. But, 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 but yeah, like saying it was he like, wasn't talking about it. Johnny Gargano. I'm just like, he's been gone since last fall. He's probably coming back right. now. So it, it's it's so much. But like I thought just the quality of the show in general, I do think like everybody's like, well, nothing's gonna change yet. And I was like, no, Triple H is going to want to put a stamp on it because because it was going to get a it was going to get attention. It was number two in the ratings because no. something big's going on with the Bachelor. I have no idea. Um, but the Bachelor's not on cable. I don't know. Um, but it was so so, so it did, but it drew uh, in, increased numbers um, going back to the John Cena episode anyway. Um, and so you know, Triple H wants his fingerprints on it because. It needs to be attributed to the things that he's done. And I think he wanted talent to immediately buy into him as the head of creative. And so right. he had to do something right away. And and he did. Um, and if you watch NXT, like NXT with him at the helm, some shows would start one way. Some shows would start another. Some shows would end. And, and there was always, it was always different. And, and, and so you weren't always watching the same thing over and over again as it kind of felt repetitive with the WWE product and, and the, it wasn't as formulaic and I don't think it's going to right. be as formulaic moving forward, which is a good thing. Um, but I think what you were talking about earlier is, is, is the move toward different entering product. I, the product evolves anyway, even with Vince McMahon at the sure. helm, it wasn't the same in 2022, the day that Vince McMahon retired as it was in 1985 when we started watching. Oh yeah, no. So it's always been, it's always changed, it's always grown, it's always evolved, and I think it'll continue to do that. That we we might see a different evolution and a quicker evolution right now because there's a, a big change in creative that hasn't happened since we've been watching. Um. So I'm interested to see what things look like by WrestleMania 39. I really am. Um. Because I do think we will see some things change. I do think we will see some some change that will happen in little bits over time. That if we sat down yeah. and watched, you know, the go home show, you know, the Raw after Mania next year, and then watch the Raw after Mania from from twenty twenty two, we'll be like, oh, I see some big differences, and, and right, that'll yeah, be I think so too. Yeah, it's 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 going to be incremental. Like it's not going to be. Um, yeah. Yeah. Voila. The show is completely different and everything, you know, is, um, is, is, is gone. Yeah. Also, um, I do agree with you. I, th- it, it did feel like a, like, well, it didn't feel like a particularly unfamiliar show. Um, it didn't feel oddly fresh, um, for, for whatever it is. That's just me sending you. I see it. I see it now. Yeah, it makes sense. And of course, I just love that the very first person right underneath is like sucking his dick over. Yeah, which is what they have so much going on. So you've got so much going on in your head that you can't think of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. You think of Johnny Gargano. I know. Um, Which I'm sorry. I'm going to dunk on this a little bit. I'll I'll totally get back to that. Is there even a real connection there with Theory and Johnny Gargano? Oh yeah, yeah like that were, I don't understand. They were so so. There was a, a faction that Johnny Gargano led. Oh, called is this NXT Way or something? In NXT. Oh, I and got you. I got you. It, it started at Halloween Havoc a couple of years ago, where um, 
there were when he was when Johnny Gargano was feuding with Damian Priest over the North American Championship, uh, basically a, a, a cloaked individual with a scream mask was doing sneak attacks and stuff like that, and was revealed to be Austin Theory with the great line, "It was me all along. It was me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin." But uh, and you, then shortly after that, another one appears. Uh, I think to help Candice LeRae, and that was Indy Hartwell. And so Austin Theory and Indy oh, Hartwell were like their kids. And, and so that's where the dad reference comes to. And Indy will still refer to it on Twitter from time to time. Like they were there for the wedding of Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell and all that stuff. And of course, right, right. I, remember, I actually saw that wedding. <clears throat> yeah. It was the, yeah, it was the, the first episode of NXT, a new NXT. And, and it was, all really good and and did a ton for Austin Theory and for Indy Hartwell um, to the point where I really thought Indy was coming up to the main roster to be Maxine Dupree, um, but it was someone who can't wrestle and so they had to do something with her. So it, <laughs> it, it just makes sense. Um, so that's why he's saying that. But that reference I, would have been made a long time ago if that were right. I, yeah, I and guess why so. Why would yeah, Roman I, Reigns reference Johnny Gargano not being there anymore? Uh, yeah, ten months again, after he left, on on a program that Gargano was hardly on. Exactly. Like, like no, like he's that talking about Vince. Because then yeah, later absolutely. Roman says, "I run the garden now." Did Johnny Gargano ever run the garden? No. Right. So yeah, that's just so, his stupidity. Um. And, and anyway, it, it's weird it, that he would be that stupid. Um. Because right. even even he who we hate you'd think would be smart enough to to know that one, but he owned it. Right, so whatever. Credit to him. Right, uh, but back to your original back, back to your original point. Yeah, I think that um, you could you could see a, a different energy on the on the program. Um, I think you could see, uh, you know, you talked about it uh, with just sort of the way the show is laid out. Even even in some of the promo work, you talked about Alexa Bliss. Um, it's it did it did have a different feel to it. Now whether that's us in our heads being like looking for it a little bit more, um, I don't know. I I'm actually to be honest, I'm actually more interested in not this coming Monday show because that's that's a post SummerSlam show. The Monday after, as we start to get into right. the rhythm of building towards the Royal Rumble, because let's be real, Survivor Series doesn't count. Um, like as we start to build towards that and how, how the show looks three weeks from now, um, versus what we saw last week, uh, where some of that, I do think, while I agree, may also be a little bit of our own interpretation and us seeing something maybe we want to see. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, And I think Triple H is so smart. Like when they did the whole Daniel Bryan Danielson angle for WrestleMania 30. They played the internet against itself so well that eight years later, the internet still thinks it was real. Like, still think they did it. Right. And and Triple H is just so good at that. And, and and they're doing it with, they've been doing it with Austin Theory. They're purposefully shoving him down our throats so we'll hate him. And, and we do. And people complain and, and don't even realize they're playing right into what WWE wants them to do. Um, WWE always wins. We know this. Uh, even over Vince, WWE won. Over Vince McMahon. Like... Right. I said in an article once before, the biggest star in all of WWE was WWE. It was bigger than Vince McMahon himself in the end. And he built it. But 
Yeah, we're going to see, I think we're going to see some changes. Here are some changes, and I, and I might write this article, we'll see. But I do think there's some changes that we're going to see that over the past year that, that, that maybe some people haven't thought of. Um, one that I know people have thought of, people love to bitch about Survivor Series. Raw versus SmackDown, whatever. It were. Triple H was the guy behind bringing back War Games. Like, right. it's not now out of the realm of possibility to see... Like the one reason why War Games probably didn't appear no, on WWE television no, was Vince. No, 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 Until they sign Regal back, I don't want it. Nope. Oh yeah, that would nope. be that, that would nope. be nice. That would be, I mean, they own I, the footage I, I, I of him did, saying I it. I know. So. They could just put him up on a screen. Like <laughs> games of War Games. War Games. War Games. Like don't even I try to have this. Yeah. I now have this vision of like Triple H stay or Adam Pierce actually because we'll, we'll we'll say it's kayfabe. Adam Pierce standing on the stage, looking looking out uh, on on the WWE universe, and he's like promoting what's going to come for Survivor Series, and then all of a sudden in the screen above him, Regal's face appears and yells "War Games," and then and then Adam Pierce just moves on, and he would play it. He would play it off. Of course he would. Adam Pierce can pull it off. He would. Games of War Games. War games! War games! The last war I'm... games, the last war games in that soundbite is the one where the only time the Undisputed Era were baby faces. And because that's when McAfee's crew, and that's when Adam Cole yeah. was like, I'm begging you, I'm begging you to say it. I'm begging you. And he's like, War games, they all go nuts. But you were going to say something. So, well, here's my question. So, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about just sort of what the town's doing. And, you know, we haven't really talked about the shift in, in rating that, that the WWE, like going up to like the, the TV 14 and whether that's going to matter. We don't even know if it's going to happen. Blood? We don't. But that, that's my question is, does, does an edge come back? I, I do I think saw an that edge in the la- I, I do saw that in the language of some of the promos. Like even when it came out clumsy, like when Maurice is talking about Miz's balls. Um, but see, Maurice and, and Corey Graves said it perfectly. Like English really is her second language. So it works for no, Maurice. No, 100%. Um, you know, and then the Miz comes up and is all incensed and, you know, and makes more, you know, dick and ball jokes. Right. Um, he has a shirt out that says like, his balls are huge. So, I mean, right. Well, it's just, it's funny to me because that's very, that's a very attitude era yeah. um, sort of promo. And not that I'm saying that the WWE's like under under Triple H's leadership is going to revert back to DX humor. Right. And, and but he was the DX but, guy. He was the dick right. joke guy. But he's smart right. enough to know it not, can't be all dick jokes anymore. He's also he's also the guy who didn't have a match. He there wasn't a match he didn't like leading it. Like he knew he like yeah. he he was gonna he was gonna like his color gonna come back and some of that. It's funny I don't think, because I don't think, you didn't see the main event. I don't think chair shots of the heads are coming back. I didn't. I missed it. No. Chair shots of the head ain't coming back. Like, like they're no, but you know, I'm the just reason saying, why yeah. talent disappears from television so much is typically medical. And we don't even know all, like, we don't know what medical issue Kevin Owens had for a few weeks. We don't really know. Again, Roman Reigns leukemia came back. It was discovered by their medical team because they're routinely doing blood tests. They're routinely doing all kinds of stuff with their talent. So certain things are never going to come back. You missed the main event. Montez Ford got busted open. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Now it was literally from like his nose and below. Like it was not 
he didn't blade. So it was, was it hard so way? It was hard way. But yeah. And then Seth Rollins like piled Matt Riddle up on the, the stairs and did the curb stomp. Like it's going to be a more violent product, I believe. And it already yeah. was in one week. You could see the differences in, in ramping up the intensity and, and the violence. And, and, and a more intense product is probably a better word than a more violent product. And that's acceptable. I think you could have done that and still been PG-13 or still have been PG, to be fully honest with you, and not yeah. have to go to TV-14. But the thing about NXT 2.0 is they, they made all – first of all, NXT was always the future, right? Before the ring apron was a video screen in WWE, it was a video screen in NXT. Like, like so many things were done and tested in NXT before they went to the main roster. Now, we're seeing talent have their characters in NXT that they're probably going to come up to the main roster with because they're coming in not as this indie star but as this other other star. And even the indie stars who come in are getting repackaged before they even hit TV for NXT so you don't have this weird transition from NXT to, to television. Um, but NXT has been pushing the envelope of TV 14 since 2.0 came along with Toxic Attraction and with others. And, and they have had wild, crazy brawls that you don't always see on the main roster anymore. So to me, to, if you truly want to see the future of WWE, watch NXT because it is showing you the direction that we're headed in, in a lot of ways. So I do think we're going to see a more intense product. Um, we could see, we've seen blood here and there now. Like Randy Orton got busted over right, right. Brock that time. Roman, although that was fake blood with the WrestleMania 34 main event, like we've seen it happen. Um, also against Brock, whenever Brock's involved, there's going to be blood. Um, Apparently. but we, we, we've seen all that go down. So I do think that, um, the, the intensity level is going to change because triple H was a worker's worker in the ring. And, yeah. and so I think that that's gonna, that's going to be there for the good of the product. Like it, it's, it's, you know, going to be interesting to see stuff that we see. I also wonder if we're talking about changes, is this going to open the door? Like, apparently, I haven't watched Raw Talk yet, but apparently, Tommaso Ciampa cut his Daniel Bryan, Danielson, Miz promo on Raw Talk. Oh, it was like the greatest thing ever. So I've got to go back and seek that out. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and he was a Triple H guy, and so again, like more opportunities. Could we see Johnny Gargano now that that Triple H is at the helm? Maybe guys don't have to lose their names anymore, and and because that was <laughs> a Vince thing, like. Because you don't have to lose your name. Like when CM Punk wrestled for WWE, he gave them rights to his name because he had already trademarked it. Yep. So Cody Rhodes owns the Cody Rhodes name. And, and, and so he can come in that way. So now Johnny, cause Johnny Gargano cannot come back and be someone else. Like that would just never work. He's Johnny Gargano. Yeah, that's true. He's talked about it on our show twice when he, when we had the, uh, you know, fortunate time of interviewing him. He was like, I can't be anybody but this guy. And and that's just probably why he hasn't signed with the company because he knows they were trying to change him. Could Triple H patch up the whole Sasha Banks thing? If anybody, he got maybe, yeah, if anybody could into the Hall of Fame. Right. He, he got and, he did. And so he's done things. He's always been able to do things that nobody else could do because he wasn't Vince. And and so now here he is. So I do think we could see some changes and some differences that no one was ever open to before. Here's another thing that I think is going to change that most won't think about because they only think about the product they see on television. There is only one person who really liked working 20 hours a day 
for that company. Right. And it was Vince McMahon. Yes. Triple H had Bishop, a cardiac Bishop issue about that. And, right. and had to go away. And before she became interim CEO, Stephanie was going on a leave of absence. She only got to do it for what, like a week and a half or three days or whatever until these, these issues came out? Uh, like two weeks, yeah. Stephanie was taking a leave of absence. I think we could see staffing levels change, and I think we could see work-life balance actually change for some people. So everyone's like, Kevin Dunn's gone, Bruce Pritchard is gone, blah, blah, blah. I don't think they're gone. I think they might get some help. And I think they might not have to work 24-7. Right. It's funny because I I actually posed that question – and the the natural the two natural names that do pop up are Kevin Dunn and Bruce Pritchard. I, with Bruce's health being what it's been, you know, and that's you know that's not a big secret. Like it's yeah. been all over the place. Like his his health. Not that he's like not he's in serious failing health or anything like that. Relax, everybody. Dude's but, always had issues though. Even before he yeah. came back to the company. Like if you listen to his podcast, but, he's always like, got something going on. Like yeah, like his teeth are falling out, or he's you know he's doing all kinds of stuff. Um, so I, I could actually see if it was like getting the help probably keeps, keeps him in longer than, than, than if Vincent remained because it's a grind. They'll tell you it's a grind. And, you know, Bruce was, is a, a Vince loyalist to, to the bone, like loves that man, loves everything that's done for him. And I don't think I don't think Bruce would have left unless he was let go under Bruce uh, under Vince's watch. So I, I I speculated and again not really knowing what the full staffing changes and shakeups were going to be, which um, you know people are like, well Bruce got demoted. I was like, Do you, does anybody even know what Bruce did? Bruce was like, like yeah, he he was like executive producer or whatever, <sighs> titles whatever. Like right, he's probably he, like, he makes. He's still going to make six figures regardless of being yeah, like, promoted. I was like, I was like, Bruce is going to be fine. Um, and, and people acting and celebrating and like dunking on Bruce Pritchard and Kevin Dunn, it, you know, in their social media because they want their jobs. Really, that's why you're dunking right. on them because you want their jobs. Um, is silly. Kevin Dunn, I actually, um, speaking of him, I, I liked, you know, I think Eric Bischoff made a good point. You know, does Kevin, like, does he want to stay? Yeah. Does he want to stay? I think he does. And I think and I'll that, explain again, why in a second. But it, it wouldn't surprise me because, again, yeah. you talk about one of the the stronger minds that worked behind the scenes in the WWE, Kevin Dunn. He's on the board. Like he's yeah he's 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 important. He's up there, and he and like you said, he's on the board. So uh, yeah, uh, I don't know that either one of them would leave. I would think if one of them were to leave, it'd be more likely, in my opinion, to be Bruce than Kevin, and that would most likely be more related to his health than a desire to be there. I can see Bruce taking a leave, but, or maybe just right. from the office. Well, maybe people take vacations. Yeah. Right. No one ever, like maybe people just take yeah, vacations. I could see that happening. Um, let me hit the second commercial break and come back and say why I think Kevin Dunn won't want to leave. Um, and it'll make sense. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. 
So the reason why I don't think Kevin Dunn's going to want to leave, and he doesn't need the money, he doesn't need whatever. We've talked about this, right? He's got, you know, he's a millionaire multiple times over. Like Eric Bischoff said, he's got enough money, more than enough money for three lifetimes. For some reason, everybody blames all things WWE on Vince McMahon, except the production. They blame that on Kevin Dunn. Now, are you willing to believe that all things went through Vince except the production? That that went, went through Kevin Dunn and that Vince had no influence over the production. Kevin Dunn might want to be able to show what he can do without Vince McMahon. It's true. And and that's and even as I was hearing others like Eric Bischoff and others talk about Kevin Dunn, I was just like, everyone's always talking about we get to see what it's like without Vince. Well, wouldn't that be the same for him? That'd be the same for Kevin Dunn. Like, let me show you what I can do without Vince telling me what I need to do. Same with Michael Cole is the vice president of announcing or whatever his role is. Like, yeah, right. And 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 now he gets to probably have more influence over the announcers. Go watch the first ever United Kingdom Championship tournament in the UK where Michael Cole was the announcer with Nigel McGuinness. He's amazing because he went over to England and Vince had nothing to do with it. Like. He did a fantastic job. Like, like again, we're going to see things and people on the social media, on Twitter especially, are going to have a really hard time giving people credit now that Vince is gone and we see what they're truly capable of. And that, to me, is the best thing about this. We get to see these truly talented people without the restrictions that they've had on them. From the wrestlers to the producers to, to the announcers to Triple H and Stephanie themselves. We get to see them without, and that could mean Bruce Pritchard, and that could mean Kevin Dunn, and that could mean so many people. We get to see what they're truly capable of, and we haven't been able to see that. And that, I think, is the most underrated fact of all this because that's where it's at for me. That That's what I think is going to be just, just fantastic. So. Yeah, I, 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 it's it is a special special time in in the WWE, yeah. right? This is a, like in my lifetime, I you know, forty four years on this planet, for thirty two of them, mm-hmm. as you as you pointed out, we've we've known one brand, uh, or one person's vision uh, yeah. of the WWE and what it should be, how it should sound, what it should look like. Uh, I still listen to Arn Anderson's podcast mm-hmm. um, and basically it, it's turned into a month by month chronicle of his career. And he's in the WWE years right now, him and Tully is the brain busters. And every episode he talks about just even the difference in vision and the expectation on what it was like going from Crockett to Vince. And, and to me, I, the promo thing that he says always sticks out that you weren't given time for promos. You just did this because that's what you, you had six seconds and that's what Vince wanted and you moved on. And, you know, so I'm not saying that that means that we're not going to get, like we have longer promos now. Promos aren't even a thing. It's a backstage right? lengthy segment. We don't do picture in picture, six minute quick cuts, but he's just, you always knew where it came from. You always knew what it meant. Um, you always knew what that vision was and you had a pretty good idea. When you you've always talked about reliability when it comes to the WWE. The WWE Raw and SmackDown were pretty reliable programs, and that you had a pretty good idea of what you were going to get. Whether you thought it was well done or poorly done, you knew what it was, and, and 
you, you knew what to expect. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to expect now for a little bit. That's Maybe a, a little bit of black and gold NXT, right? A At little bit, but he's smart enough to know it's not going to work fully. Um, right. And I think we'll see. And, and this happened in the Facebook group. Somebody was like, oh, my God, bring me my old NXT back. Like, I think you'll get some of that. And right. I think it's some well, of that's already that. there. You just don't realize it. But also, if I'm Triple H, that's not as high on the priority list as some people might think. Because in terms of being the head honcho, Triple H moved from NXT to the main roster as well. So Triple H got the call right. up when it comes to running the show. Um, and I'll be honest with you, that to me, and I've said it before, but I think it's understated. I'm amazingly excited about this. I think that he's the guy I've wanted to see be in charge for the longest time. He's the human being I've wanted to see be in charge for the longest time. And, and I never thought we'd, I thought the only way we'd get to see it is if he started, if he left and started his own thing. And right. There was a legitimate concern that he wouldn't yeah. outlive Vince or something weird like that. Like that yeah. Vince now, is a gargoyle mummy. And now we get to die. see it. And now we get to see right. it. And and we get to be those fans that only want, you know, that before AEW existed, wanted the WWE to be what they wanted it to be instead of having to go watch New Japan or whatever. We actually get to see that. I get to take the ultimate thing on my playlist, which is Triple H in charge of WWE, and see it. And that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Like that is me, pretty fucking cool. Like we're lucky as as big Triple H fans to get to see what we're about to see. In my opinion, maybe he'll succeed, maybe he'll fail. Who knows? And maybe if what I said is true, and uh, and 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 they're gonna have to, they're gonna need more support and, and better work life balance, or whatever. Hey, maybe the dream jobs will come open again for some of us. Who the hell knows? Uh, Who the hell knows? I got kids in school, bro, so I doubt that's gonna happen anyway. But. Um, how, how do you um, how do you think that this how do you think this impacts what's going on on TBS and TNT? Um, it's interesting. Does because it? Yes, but they'll never admit it because now it depends. Because in in their mind, WWE would be chasing them in terms of any evolution of the product. Now, yeah. it's going to shift a little bit. Now, if WWE makes some changes and people are like, oh, oh, this is pretty good. Now, AEW's running from behind. And my God, dare we say that we're getting ready for the next, not the next Attitude Era, but this generation's version of whatever the Attitude Era is. The era that turned around the public opinion of WWE and ultimately killed off WCW. Could that yeah. do that to AEW? I don't know. Because, well, maybe. because they could put on a product that those fans like if they really wanted to. Because that's what the Attitude Era did. It eventually pulled everyone away from WCW and the NWO. It's going to prove, in my opinion, that AEW is more like WCW than anybody wants to admit. Like lightning in a bottle just stealing other people's stars, maybe one or two homegrown creations that actually work. And, and that's it. And they got it. I mean, fucking you've got Wardlow is Goldberg. You I mean, Jericho was their right. champion. Moxley was their champion, is their champion. Punk was their champion. Like they've only had one guy be their top champion who wasn't from there. And that was hangman page. So he's their sting, even though they have sting. 
And it's it's yeah, like this thing ain't gonna be around forever. And 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 now more than ever, WWE is gonna is gonna kill off even more. Um, and we and I really will get to see the meteoric rise and inevitable fall of of all elite wrestling on Peacock sometime in the next ten years. Um, and then they'll get the Ring of Honor library along with it for pennies on the dollar. God, right, right, right. The WWE always wins. The 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 meteoric rise and inevitable fall of all elite of AEW. It's gonna happen. And then Tony Khan. And everyone, I see tweets asking Conrad Thompson, when is the Vince podcast coming out? That's never going to happen. It's not. The Vince book will yeah. in about – depending on okay, – here's the thing, and I hate this topic, but I've thought about it. Dude's 77 years old. Like what's Vince going to physically look like in five years? Like sometimes when you start to crack, you go fast. And I'm a little right. scared of that when it comes to Vince because – the the energy that's kept him going has been his job in WWE. Right. And that right. life force is now gone for him. Um, yeah. And I don't think anyone else is going to let him in to the point where he needs to be let in. So it's going to be really – unless he shows up in a few weeks and well, he's like the general manager of All Elite Wrestling. Um, right. Well, I mean – Who knows? Who knows? We, we don't know. And, and all we know about Vince McMahon is the, his – what we've seen of him on a television screen for the most part. Right. Like we don't, like we know what makes him tick based on what other people have said. Some of, some of what you hear from the folks that know him though, is that he's not the, like he's a fighter. Um, And I think that's the thing that is really interesting. And what I get to is like, he didn't fight this really. Cause he couldn't, you know what I mean? But you, you know what I mean? Like he, you know, the steroid trial thing happened and he was defiant. Um, he was also, you what, know, 30 years younger? Yeah, I agree with you. I, it's just, it's strange. Um, you know, he this is the guy that yelled at Bob Costas uh, mm-hmm. on television in his, you know, in his 50s. Um, and so it was fascinating. And you, you, you make a good point. There was no way that he was going to be able to stop this train um, or fight it the way that he used to. Plus, you know, all those things break. happened when the company wasn't publicly traded, right? And so, and then the and then the real question is: is like, is this is this Dunzo for him? Like, will it will it break him, or will he find something new? Who knows? Maybe he goes off and right? starts his own wrestling company. <laughs> Who knows? That'd be crazy. Right. That, that was something that was asked years ago with Bruce and Conrad. What if WCW had gone, what if WWE had gone under and WCW bought it? What would Vince had done? And he said, probably would have started a new company, a new wrestling company at some point. So right. who knows? He has the money. Now he can't do it right now, but a few years from now, but then I think he'll be too old. So I just don't know what happens and, and how it goes down. Um, It'll be a fascinating thing to see. He could disappear and we never hear about him again. Like, I could see Vince doing right. that. Again, it's control, right? He's not really with Linda. Hasn't been with Linda for years. So no. I, I don't know what his family situation is truly like. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see that in general. So let's do this if we can, Patrick O'Dowd. 
Um, there is no hashtag Miranda show this week. Can we bonus content the other stuff? Do you have time to bonus content the other stuff? Uh, I mean, yeah, I can do it. Okay. So we're going to wrap it's this ringing up. We're rigging endorsement. Right? I know. Because once you get into it, you know, you'll be fine. So we're going to wrap this up and um, and, and, and make, it, make it a thing, make it official, and then we will – um, we'll move along. I don't have the soundbite that I really wish I had right now. Um, and half of them don't work now because of what I did anyway. So, um, I don't even know, know where it is. I don't have the Vince McMahon theme song right now to, to use, to play, to, 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 to do the outro of the show. So yeah, this has been the beginning of the Greg DeMarco show. We appreciate you listening. We're going to do a bonus content of all the fun things that we normally do as the hashtag Miranda. So, so listen for that here in a moment. But for this part, we thank you for listening and uh, we get to enjoy this ride together. It's going to be crazy over the next year plus. So stick around. Let's see what happens. And until then, well, we'll just, uh, we'll just find out what happened. So we'll just see what, we'll see what goes on. Um, oh, maybe this guy will come back. We'll just have him play us out. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always use your head. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.